Today, despite the upheavals in our culture, the affinity of many Americans for the stories of the Hebrew Bible can still be found if one knows where to look. And it is to be found in one of many ways, in the millions of non-Jews in America that feel a love for and a devotion to the well-being of the Jewish state. Welcome to Bible 365, the final episode. Thus saith Cyrus, I'm Mayor Soloveitchik. Let us begin with a well-known story. In World War I, a young man by the name of Harry Truman partnered with a fellow soldier, Eddie Jacobson, in running the canteen. The two became good friends, and after the war, they started a haberdashery business together. It failed, and Truman went into politics. Thus it was that against all odds, in the late 1940s, Eddie Jacobson's old friend was President of the United States. While the United Nations had voted for the partition plan and for the birth of a Jewish state, Secretary of State George Marshall, a man whom Truman revered, sought an undoing of partition and instead a UN trusteeship for the Holy Land. Chaim Weitzman was desperate to meet Truman, but the president, feeling that he had not been treated respectfully by certain American Zionist leaders, refused to meet him. Eddie Jacobson, the only Jew with walk-in privileges to the White House, was asked to plead on Weitzman's behalf, and he was allowed into the Oval Office to see his old friend only if he promised not to bring up Zionism. And so Jacobson promised he would not bring up Zionism, and then entered the White House and, of course, brought up Zionism. Truman responded angrily to this, and in the moment, Eddie Jacobson pointed to a statue on Truman's desk of Andrew Jackson, Truman's hero. Jacobson told Truman that he also had a hero. Quote, I am talking about Chaim Weitzman. He is a very sick man, almost broken in health, but he traveled thousands of miles just to see you and plead the cause of my people. Now you refuse to see him just because you are insulted by some of our American Jewish leaders, even though you know that Weitzman had absolutely nothing to do with these insults, end quote. David McCullough's wonderful biography offers a reflection on this statement by Jacobson, and I cite several sentences from McCullough, quote, As Abba Eben later wrote, the comparison between Weitzman and Andrew Jackson was unimaginably far-fetched, and it worked. Truman began drumming his fingers on the desk. He wheeled around in his chair and with his back to Jacobson, sat looking out the window into the garden. For what to Jacobson seemed like centuries, neither of them said anything. Then, swinging about and looking Jacobson in the eye, Truman said what Jacobson later described as one of the most endearing words he had ever heard. You win, you bald-headed son of a... I will see him. From the White House, McCullough continues, Jacobson walked across Lafayette Square and up 16th Street. And McCullough concludes, where, as never before in his life, he downed two double bourbons. End quote. Weitzman was secretly herded into the White House, and the UN support for partition was sustained. Then, on May 14th, Truman once again overrode Marshall in recognizing the Jewish state. In late May, President Weitzman came to Washington, where, in the White House Rose Garden, Weitzman gave the president a Torah, an actual tiny Torah scroll. Truman took the Torah and, according to reports, said, Thanks. I've always wanted one of these. Upon retiring from the presidency, Truman spoke to a Jewish audience in New York and, as historians describe, was introduced by Eddie Jacobson as the man who had helped bring the state of Israel into existence. And Truman reportedly replied, What do you mean helped? I am Cyrus. I am Cyrus. I am Cyrus. Cyrus, as Truman knew, was the king who helped bring the second Jewish commonwealth into being. But Cyrus is more than that. He is the one whose words bring the Hebrew Bible to a close. 
This privileged place in sacred scripture, occupied by this Persian king, inspires us to reflect on the larger significance of Truman's words and to ponder the role that the Bible has had on America as we prepare for the 4th of July. The book of Chronicles comes to a close by describing how Josiah's attempts to prevent the destruction are undone when he is killed by the Egyptian pharaoh in battle. Several reigns by other kings of the house of David bring us to the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. Chapter 36, verse 19. And they burnt the house of God and broke down the wall of Jerusalem and burnt all the palaces thereof with fire and destroyed all the goodly vessels thereof. And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon, where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. But as Chronicles describes this terrible event, it concludes with words of hope. Verse 22. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me, and he hath charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? The Lord his God be with him, and let him go up. These words of Cyrus bring the Hebrew Bible to a close. Ponder this for a moment. The Tanakh, the sacred text of the Jewish faith, ends with the words of a non-Jew urging the Jewish return to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel. And this hints to us that the special relationship of the Jewish people with the Holy Land can be a source of inspiration beyond the Jewish people. And indeed, the origin of Truman's truest motivations in supporting Israel's coming into being surely lie in what he said sincerely about the Torah scroll that he received. I always wanted one of these. If Truman overcame his reverence for General Marshall to endorse Israel's existence, even when Marshall threatened that if Truman did so, he, Marshall, would not support Truman in the upcoming election, if Truman overcame the advice of the State Department, it was because of his deeply American affectation for seeing the politics of one's own time through the lens of the Bible to apply in every generation biblical imagery to events in one's own time a reverence for seeing God's hand in history and for utilizing the story of the Jews as a means of interpreting world events. This does not mean that President Truman did all that he could for Israel at every point. I am not making this case. But I do believe that we should have gratitude to Truman for what he did do, and it was truly Truman's reverence for the Bible that inspired him. But Truman's words, I am Cyrus, are noteworthy because most earlier biblical references by American leaders compared America to biblical Israel. We have described so many examples of this phenomenon throughout our studies. Franklin proposed a picture of Moses and Pharaoh at the sea as the seal of the United States. Jefferson, in turn, suggested Israel in the wilderness, journeying after God's cloud and his pillar of fire. Washington wrote to the Jews of Savannah, May the same wonder-working deity who long since delivering the Hebrews from their Egyptian oppressors planted them in the promised land whose providential agency has lately been conspicuous in establishing these United States as an independent nation, still continue to water them with the dews of heaven. These are all comparisons between America and Israel of Hebrew scripture. But Truman said, I am Cyrus, comparing himself to the king of Persia. Why Cyrus? Why Persia? Why did Truman identify with this emperor especially? The answer, perhaps, as I've suggested in commentary, points to something profound. Put yourself in Truman's place. He had seen America, in a few years, go from an isolated nation across the Atlantic to the most supreme power on Earth. In his own presidency, he had seen the invention of the atomic bomb, 
the reorganization of Europe under the Marshall Plan, and America standing as a bulwark for the free world against the Soviets. America had begun, like biblical Israel, a tiny nation. But if, from his perspective, parallels to biblical stories could be seen in American history, and if America was no longer a small nation, then it needed a different model than biblical Israel. Not of a tiny people, but of a superpower. But one whose leader was still biblically inspired, still playing a role in God's providential plan. What better model, then, was there for America than Cyrus? The ruler bestowed such significance in the Hebrew Bible. The ruler who, in the Jewish ordering of Hebrew Scripture, brings the Tanakh to a close. What better phrase is there to draw on America's relationship with the Hebrew Bible, but also reflecting on America's newfound power, than the one that Truman ultimately uttered to Eddie Jacobson? I am Cyrus. I am Cyrus. Today, Despite the upheavals in our culture, the affinity of many Americans for the stories of the Hebrew Bible can still be found if one knows where to look. And it is to be found in one of many ways, in the millions of non-Jews in America that feel a love for and a devotion to the well-being of the Jewish state. Perhaps the last words in Tanakh, words said by a non-Jew about the land of Israel and the Jewish return to that land, hint to the future recognition by many beyond the Jewish people of the miracle that is the Jewish relationship with Jerusalem. Perhaps Cyrus, in other words, hints to the extraordinary occurrence of multitudes of Gentiles who are Zionists, Americans and others around the world, those whose attachment to Hebraic texts is a source of devotion to the resurrected Jewish commonwealth. At the same time, we must note that if some American leaders like the American founders before them were dramatically impacted by the Tanakh, there is no guarantee that America will remain this way. And Cyrus himself offers a cautionary example. For as we saw in our study of the book of Ezra, while Cyrus did indeed proclaim the Jewish return, soon after, the adversaries of the Jews in Jerusalem succeeded in opposing Jewish efforts in Jerusalem through the hiring of lobbyists in Cyrus's court. Ezra tells us, Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building, and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius king of Persia. In other words, the very emperor who saw himself as providentially providing the means of the Jewish return is also the one who halted the Jewish construction in Jerusalem. Cyrus blesses the God of Israel and speaks in his name and then goes on to embrace the first anti-Israel lobbying movement in history. Truman said, I am Cyrus, highlighting how Cyrus was the one who helped bring the second Jewish commonwealth into being. It is an inspiring statement. But Cyrus' story reminds us that a country that is inspired by biblical Israel can also become unmoored from the vision and the values of biblical Israel. The Cyrus that concludes the Tanakh is perhaps a hint to a future where millions in America and around the world revere the miracle of Jewish Jerusalem, stemming from a reverence from the Hebrew Bible itself. But it is also a reminder that countries once inspired by biblical texts can also cease to be so. And this, of course, would impact not only a country's relationship with Jewish Jerusalem, but also the very spiritual nature of its own polity. Cyrus's memory still lives on in the hearts of Jews. We recall his proclamation, and we still end the Bible with his words. To read the tale of Truman, of America and the Bible, and to study as he did the story of Cyrus, is to ponder the past, but also to wonder whether the biblical story will continue to serve for America as a source of guidance. Bible 365 began on the 4th of July, one year ago. We chose this date because of the impact that the stories we have studied together had 
on the American founding and its history. I have attempted to highlight this relationship as we journeyed throughout Hebrew Scripture. Now, as we conclude the Tanakh a year later and prepare for another 4th of July, I close with the words of Abraham Lincoln, who recalled learning as a child about the American Revolution. Lincoln said, quote, I recollect thinking then, boy even though I was, that there must have been something more than common that those men struggled for, that something even more than national independence, that something that held out a great promise to all the people of the world, to all time to come. I am exceedingly anxious that this union, the Constitution, and the liberties of the people shall be perpetuated in accordance with the original idea for which that struggle was made, and I shall be most happy indeed if I shall be a humble instrument in the hands of the Almighty and of this, his almost chosen people, for perpetuating the object of that great struggle. End quote. Almost chosen people. This is Lincoln's description of America, and it is, I think, a perfect phrase. Lincoln meant, I believe, that America does not seek to supersede or supplant biblical Israel. Rather, it seeks to be biblical Israel's imitator and to learn the lessons of its scriptural story. There is a warning implicit in Lincoln's phrase, almost chosen people, reminding us that America's exceptional nature is not guaranteed, that it is contingent on its loyalty to the ideas that set it apart. We have attempted, in our intellectual and spiritual sojourn over the last 365 days, to understand how America's exceptionalism was so profoundly impacted by the Tanakh. Now, as our study of the Hebrew Bible comes to a close on the 3rd of July, we pray that the Bible not be forgotten by America, that it serve as a beacon to America, and that it inspires America to embrace all that America is called to be. This is Mayor Soloveitchik. Looking forward to learning together again very soon. Thanking all of you for joining me on this journey. Signing off.